hi everyone i'm harper i'm jonathan and this is hawkeyes authentic knowledge and feelings i feel it i feel it yeah i know where you're going with this you want a little clip that makes everybody laugh and feel good you know what i mean instead it's like but i'm really not funny no no and we don't have a contract what Today we are joined once more by a dear, dear friend of ours. Uh, You may have heard her on the Newton Boys episode. It's Nicole Winecki. Hey. Hey. (laughs) You know what I was thinking about? That was like a full year ago. It really was. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And I remember we went to Barney's Beanery after. We did. That's out of the Mm -hmm. question. Yeah. No more Barney's Beanery for us. It's like the most crowded like restaurant yeah Yeah. everything's like really close together (laughs) everything is really close together i think that i saw a photo actually julie delpy shared a photo of this restaurant in france that had like giant teddy bears in in chairs at tables so that people couldn't sit at them you know instead of just having like a no sit you can't sit here sign it has like teddy bears in the seats so then you're just cute yeah surrounded by teddy bears i think it's a nice way to do that stuff like that where but it was like it was like a sort of like country type restaurant, like a Cracker Barrel ish type place. Uh-huh. But they put like like scary mannequins like dressed <laughs> up in like like old time. Oh clothes. yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah, it's just, just spooky. <laughs> well, I hate that a little bit more. What a dark time we're living in. Jeez, for real. Yeah, Nicole, how's your core been? Your teen, your quarantine, um, if you want to put it together. It has been a roller coaster. Um, I started it off real strong, like driven, working out every day. Um, that has stopped mm-hmm, mm-hmm. abruptly <laughs> for yeah. no reason. Um, so now it's been a lot of laying in bed and watching TV when I got the time. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> so, There's definitely yeah. worse ways to spend time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just, you know a little bit of disappointment but mm-hmm. i'm also not changing what i'm doing so what have you been watching um well recently okay don't judge me but please judge me fully <laughs> i just finished watching all of sunny with a chance on disney plus oh that's fun i've seen wow. episodes of that is show it, is it a show i thought it no, you're thinking you're thinking Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh, okay, yes. yeah. I'm definitely thinking of something else. Sunny with a Chance is a D- Disney Channel show with yeah. uh, Demi Lovato. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like from and back she's in the day. Sunny. I assume. Yeah, it was from. Was it pre Camp Rock or during? No, it was post Post Camp Rock. Camp Rock. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. She was still. She still seemed pretty young in it. She had like real baby face in that show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but Jorge had to tell me that in the third season, it was just so random, which was their, like, show within a show. Mm-hmm. And um, she she left because that's when she was taking care of her mental health stuff and went to rehab. And I was like, oh, what? wow. She was so young. Yeah. Damn, that's wild. That's that's sad. Yeah. We love you, Demi. So, yeah, we do. 
But otherwise, I just started to search party. That was mm. a Jorge wreck. Yeah, and Jorge's wow. been on on wanting me to watch that show for a long time. It's one of four shows that Jorge's like really mad that I've never watched. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, for the listeners, Jorge's Jorge Veronchisi, former guest of the show from the Alive episode. That's right. He comes up quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's always wanted me to watch Search Party, um, Please Like Me, which I did watch the first two seasons of, but I need to finish it. Um, I still haven't watched that one. I also started watching, but never finished, um, Casa de los Flores. I need to finish that, and there's another one for sure, but anyway. And then I did end up watching a show that he recommended to me a long time ago, but then I finished it, and he had never finished watching it, and by the time (laughs) I watched it, he didn't care. So I'm still. Wow, that's funny. I'm still uh, enemy of the state of forehead. <laughs> um, cool. Well, has your relationship with Ethan Hawke evolved at all since the last time we talked to you? Have you seen any more Hawk? Uh, Hawk films? Yeah. Well, I've seen Ten Thousand Saints now. Oh yeah. Um, the movie and, we were talking about today. And. Juliet Naked I watched, mm. which I know you haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, we but... still have not seen that movie at all. Yeah, I haven't so. seen it. Yeah, it was not what I thought it was going to be. That's all I'll say. But <laughs> Oh, interesting. <laughs> Intriguing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what I thought it was going to be. but um, And then I watched, oh my god, what is it called? The vampire one. Oh, Daybreakers? Yes. Oh, what a fun movie. I love yeah, that movie. Yeah, I had never seen it the whole way through. Mm-hmm. It's so, wow, it was it was, it was a fun ride. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but otherwise that's it. I mean, well, that's, I think that's, that's, that's more than a lot of time we have, we, Sometimes we have repeat guests and they're like, yeah. nope, <laughs> I haven't seen a thing. <laughs> I've been trying a little bit. That's good. Well, at least we could spread the word of Ethan Hawke to to you. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're talking about 10,000 Saints, which is a film. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sure is. (laughs) Um, It's got a really like tremendously like name heavy cast. Um, It's got. I mean, it's got 10,000 of them. (laughs) That's so true. Um, it's got Asa Butterfield as the main character, and he, it, you know, he was from Hugo and Ender's Games. Ender's Game were the movies he had done before this, but he's now in Sex Education, and he's he works a lot. Um, yeah, he looks about the same. Yeah, because I was like, yeah. I thought this was like, I kind of assumed this was kind of a while ago. Like, when would this come out? Was this twenty fifteen? I think. 2015 okay yeah so i mean that's it's five years still ago still an amount of time for like a young lad like mm-hmm. that yeah but he, he does basically look the same like exactly the same yeah except for the the hair thing that they have going on in the beginning mm-hmm. which is a choice. wow i gotta say i like yelled audibly <laughs> out loud watching this movie alone because of the hair and i started to tell you every time it like bothered me enough to, like make note of it mm-hmm. so i got to seven before he cut it <laughs> wow yeah it was insane yeah, it was upsetting for yeah. sure like right in the middle of his face 
Yeah, it's so he basically has like his his hair is like not too not too long. Not too long, yeah. But then there's this like singular strand. Not it's not even it's like <laughs> It's like kind of like a chunk. <laughs> yeah, it's a chunk of hair that just like descends <laughs> to a point like down right across yeah. his eye. Yeah. And it's not enough to like cover his entire eye but it's enough it's not like a scene kid like full swoop over one eye it like kind of covers it comes down the middle and covers like half of one eye yeah it's just like a long dangling bit of hair yeah it's a mess yeah um but you know he's like kind of a punk Mm -hmm. i think he's trying to be rebellious or whatever (laughs) um yeah and then we also have avon hojia is that how you say his name from victorious I never know. And I, I don't never know wanna... either. Should we like yeah. look up how to pronounce it? <laughs> oh my god, it's, it's the Skeetle Rich all over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Alright, I'm Googling. Wait, who does he play? He plays Teddy, the best friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was in Victorious and he's kind of like if you were like an uh you know, kind of like alternative bisexual who's about our age, you probably had crushes on him and Ariana Grande when you were watching Victorious <laughs> as a preteen. That's what that's Speaking all about. Speaking from experience. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't think I'm alone in that. So, pronunciation. Oh, good. There's a video of him pronouncing it. Well, that's good. Avenjogia, 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 Avenjogia. Avenjogia. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, now we know Avenjogia. That's his, that's his full name. Yeah. So what's his first name? Aven. Aven. Jogia. Jogia. Yeah. Avenjogia. Avenjogia. Because he he didn't he 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 said it all as one one. Yeah. Kind of. So that's what he is now. Yeah, he's having Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fun. I'm glad that that video was readily available. It, was yeah. it came up on Google. It was just him talking to. I think it must have been some like YouTube or Google interview that he did. So yeah, it was Google, ready to go. Google has that thing that they do sometimes, where like you, if you look up like a celebrity, sometimes they'll just have these little videos that are just from like Google, mm-hmm. of like you know, celebrity answers questions about themselves or whatever. And it's usually just like stuff like that, like how their name is pronounced and like what they're famous for or whatever, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so he's uh Avenjogia is in this Avenjogia. movie. Um as Teddy, uh also Butterbeefield's best friend. And then we also have Haley Steinfeld from many things. She's uh from true grit i think was the first big thing yeah yeah um and then pro- maybe around this time she also did that movie begin again with kira knightley and mark ruffalo um and i don't know she's been in a bunch of stuff yeah she was in pitch perfect 2 i don't know yeah, edge of 17 edge of 17 I that movie. <laughs> yeah i didn't love that movie as much as i thought i should have i think i was just aging by that point so that movie <laughs> came out and i, was I like, understand oh this is uncomfortable now <laughs> more so than it would have been in a different way than it would have been if i was age appropriate you were too far past the edge of 17 yeah um yeah, Haley Steinfeld, we love her. Um, Julianne Nicholson is in this movie. Can I just say that was so fun to see her playing Ethan Hawke's wife again. This is the second time we've seen her in this kind of role. 
Um, the first time was in Staten Island, which oh, yeah. uh, was kind of a weird movie with a lot of <laughs> Ethan Hawke classics with Vincent D'Onofrio, Julianne Nicholson, a lot of people in this movie. And um, and yeah, Julianne Nicholson played his wife in that one and again in this one. Um, Emil Hirsch is in this movie. Mm-hmm. We love him. What's what's your favorite Emil Hirsch? Uh, Should I know? <laughs> Nicole, what's your favorite Emil Hirsch uh, flick? Uh, Lords of Dogtown. Lords of Dogtown, solid choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like this movie called Imaginary Heroes that was from like 2003. Uh, not a lot of, um, I don't know, distribution of that movie, but I, I got it on DVD one time, I think, and I just really liked it. It's Michelle yeah, Williams plays, right yeah, Michelle Williams plays his sister and Sigourney Weaver and Jeff Daniels are his parents. It's just like a great movie. What? I'm gonna say uh, Speed Racer. Oh, Speed Racer, of course. That's a classic Emil Hirsch performance. I love Speed Racer. Um, Yeah, who else is in? Oh, Emily Watson is in this. Like, no, Emily Mortimer. Sorry, not Emily Watson. Emily Mortimer. Yeah, how dare you confuse your British? (sighs) I know. I know her from. uh, The only thing I've really seen her in is in the newsroom, which I watched like the first four episodes of and then kind of mm-hmm. gave up yeah this she's is in high school so i don't know i just found a little bit uh a little bit like soapy this movie no 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 i mean oh the, the newsroom news yeah mm-hmm. i just i because it starts off so strong you know mm-hmm. jeff dane is giving that whole speech about why america is not not such hot shit yeah sum it up yeah, doesn't the student ask, why do you think America's the greatest country in the world? And mm. he's like, it's not. <laughs> yeah, a question that could only have been planted by a Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, so anyway, that's that's the cast of this movie. It's a lot. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of big people in this movie. Um yeah, what are what do we what do we just write off? What do we feel about this movie? I thought it was okay. Yeah, I thought it was okay. <laughs> yeah, like it was fine. Um I feel like somewhere halfway through I like blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like looking up reviews on Letterboxd after, just curious what people thought. And one of my favorites that I had a screenshot was, did this have plot twists or was I paying zero attention? Because <laughs> I feel like the halfway, I don't know, it was all a blur and then it ended and I was like, what? Like, it like it made sense, but what? Yeah, I it definitely was- think that it was, well, one, it's based on a book. So I think sometimes when things are adapted from a, like a book, it's hard to get all the details in there, you know, because mm-hmm. this movie was already like almost two hours long. So it's yeah, I think there were definitely some things that were cut for time. Like, I'm, and I assume there are things that were in the script that, there, that were filmed even that were cut for time, not just like things that were mm-hmm. in the original mm-hmm. text. Um, I think that's part of the issue with this movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, well let's let's get into it. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> so it starts with a, a voiceover, Asa Butterfield doing a voiceover, and it's like kind of like panning over this, you know, kind of American country town. Um, and Real I, America. yeah, I really <laughs> thought that his accent sounded like his him trying to do an American accent sounded like Irish, almost. Is that just me? Mm. Who Asa Butterfield? Asa Butterfield. No, I didn't. I didn't clock it at all. I think like sometimes he was on it, but so other times he just did not even sound remotely American to me. What, is he British? He's British. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm easily fooled. I think. <laughs> Except for uh, <laughs> except for the only the Nicole Kidman, I have a a very uh-huh. keen ear for when she slips up. Yeah. But other than that, I think people can do me pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's just me, and maybe it's just because I watched a lot of sex ed, all like all of Sex Education, so I feel like I'm really tuned into his natural voice. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that that was <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't really watching it, but I watched enough of it to like uh-huh, just cause that, have registered in the room. that he was British. Mm-hmm. And then I just completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. So then we see uh, a young boy in his bedroom who's like Asa Butterfield when he's younger, but a different actor. And um, he hears his parents fighting and he goes out his window to see his dad ethan who's played by ethan hawk he loved to see it you know cool dad ethan hawk it's it's a he's in his dad phase you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and they have this whole like weird conversation where he's way too open with like his eight-year-old child yeah. <laughs> about how uh he had gotten another woman pregnant and that's why his mom was mad at him and also then he revealed that uh he had he was adopted yeah also butterfield's character was adopted what's his name what i just keep calling him also butterfield i don't remember his name at all Mm. (laughs) let's call him dave (laughs) it was certainly not dave (laughs) hold on i have the imdb open Jude. Jude, right. Oh, yeah. And his sister is Prudence. Right. No, they're I did not even <laughs> pay attention to that. Wow. Yeah. Also, their nicknames could be like Prude and Jude. That's true. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> that is funny. I like that. Wow. My mind's blown. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so we learned that Jude was adopted from Ethan Hawke, who is just thinks that, you know, it's not a, he's like, your mother thinks we need to wait till the right time to tell you, but, you know, I think you're, yeah. you're big enough to get this, which is, I don't know, maybe not the best move. Yeah. Yeah. Poorly um, handled. Hmm? Poorly handled. Poorly handled, indeed. So... Yeah, so Avan Jogia plays Teddy, the best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are Love like kind of drugs. Yeah, but they don't like have <laughs> access to good drugs, yeah. so they mostly like huff things. Yeah. Which yeah. is dangerous. Indeed. Yeah. Um Yeah, so there's this kind of like the 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 launching point of this movie is this kind of weird convoluted event mm-hmm. where Haley Steinfeld who's basically like Ethan Hawke's stepdaughter essentially 
mm-hmm. she comes to visit for New Year's Eve because she's just curious about Ethan Hawke's children. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up like hanging out with uh, Asa Butterfield and Avon Jogia like during New Year's Eve. And they go to a party where she hooks up with Teddy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then that's kind of it. That's like they, she just hangs out with them the one night. Yeah. And weird. yeah. And then goes home like shortly after the party. And um, yeah. yeah isn't and, she going, isn't, they're in like Vermont, right? They're in Vermont. Yeah. She takes a bus from New York to Vermont, which isn't really that far. Mm, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't know. It's a bit of a trip, but it's not like, you know, like you could take a bus and it wouldn't be. Not, not that big of a deal. It's like it's, it's still, still a trip enough though. for like to, to just do one day, you know. It seems yeah, like, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. It was weird. not even like a full twenty-four hours, right? Yeah, no, it's it truly feels like she's there for like six hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because she arrives at like let's say like eight p.m. She leaves at like two a.m. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, I mean, well, you do think in like in Gilmore Girls. Um, Jess and Rory take the bus to New York from Connecticut and they're just there for like part of the day. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a thing that they're more used to over there. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know anything about (laughs) living on the East coast. Yeah. I wouldn't even go to the East side to see someone I know, (laughs) but West side sickness. (laughs) But to go to a different state to see someone I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like on a bus. On a bus. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So while she's there, they go to this party. Asa Butterfield gets beat up by these jocks and he ends up getting tied to a tree. But while yeah, all of that. He gets into. Yeah. He, <laughs> he gets into some other dude's car. Yeah. And like <laughs> is just sitting there. Because he's processing his emotions because he was upset that. Haley Steinfeld had this whole like relationship with Ethan Hawke, this like father daughter relationship yes, that he never yes, got to have with him. Yes. So he was in, he was sitting in the someone else's car processing his emotions, and then and, the guys. And, well, and then he was rummaging through That's the car true. and found the guy's weed stash, mm-hmm. and then that pissed the guy off more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they just like beat him up, basically. Yeah, and then tie him to a tree. Yeah. And so, meanwhile, Eliza and Teddy, Haley Steinfeld and Avon Jogia are, like, inside not helping him because they are hooking up in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. She introduces him to cocaine. He's never done it before. Yeah. Uh, And she's like, oh, you're not really that country, are you? Because she's such a cool city girl. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. You just reach into a pocket and you're like, oh, I left my cocaine in here. That's how that's how readily available it seems to be mm-hmm. in the big city. I wouldn't know. I live in, you know, West L.A. Yeah, not the big city. No, we have to drive east to get some. <laughs> that's not true. I don't know. I'm just saying shit. <laughs> There's definitely cocaine in West L.A. <laughs> there was a lot of cocaine at my high school. <laughs> um, Yeah, so... What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So then they have sex, which is crucial to the plot of this, mm-hmm. which they don't really show it. I kind of thought that they just made out until yeah. later yeah. when mm-hmm. he realized they did more than make out. Um, so they end up like going outside and they find 
Jude tied up to the tree and they untie him and then they take her to the bus stop and send her home on her way. Yeah. And then when they're on their way home, it's like it's it's snowing, it's very cold, middle of the night in Vermont. And he's like, oh, let's have some of whatever this is. I don't know what it was. Yeah, Did you Freon. say Freon? Yeah. What is Freon? It's it's just like a coolant that's used in fridges and oh, air okay. conditioners. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So they put some in like a plastic bag and they like inhale it. And then they end up getting like so high that they trip and like fall and like pass out in the snow. Yeah. Um, and they're, like, so close to home. That's the thing that's really killer. It's, like, they're just, like, you know, a couple meters away from the back door. But they end up passing out in the snow. And then in the morning, um, Julianne Nicholson finds them. And Asa Butterfield's, like, kind of barely alive. And Teddy is dead. Yeah. He's frozen to death in the night. Yeah. Just like Nestor's mom. In. <laughs> Uh, Nestor the long-eared Christmas donkey. Did I ever make you watch that? <laughs> no, but I've heard of it from you. <laughs> Nicole, I don't know what you're doing with the rest of your day after this, but I think that's what you got to do. I'll add that to my notes. Yeah, it's Isn't on. It like 20 minutes. Yeah, it's it's like 20, 25 minutes. It's on Daily Motion or something. You can Google it. <laughs> no okay. one has any interest in continuing to make money off no, of that. No, no, no one. <laughs> It's it's truly like the the weird cousin of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. You know? So great. I'm excited now. <laughs> yeah, but um Yeah, yeah, yeah. So And he and Teddy had Oh sent, yes. That's uh, important. Uh Haley what's her name? Uh Eliza. Eliza to well, she's going back to New York and his brother lives there. Mm-hmm. So he wants him to give or she just, he just wants her to check on him basically just to see how he's doing. Yeah. Have him have like phone. give him a call because he has no way to contact him. Yeah. 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 He just, so he just gives her like the note with his mm-hmm. n- name and where he lives. Yeah. So then when she gets back to New York, she goes straight to his apartment and um he goes to the payphone to call home and his mom is there and answers and like tells him what had happened overnight yeah. no no bueno yeah. yeah so then um it's pretty rough on everyone teddy dying mm-hmm. uh, mostly also butterfield who's like really depressed and he just like won't go to school or do anything um and it's also tough on eliza Haley steinfeld because we find because we get to see her in the bathroom taking like a pregnancy test and it's like oh yikes classic teen pregnancy scene classic yeah (laughs) um trying to think of some other iconic uh pregnancy test scenes in movies juno juno for sure that's one diddle that can't be undid (laughs) um (laughs) What else? Oh, in 20th Century Women. That one's kind of interesting because it's like a, like an early home pregnancy test. So it's like, it's very involved. Mm. 
Um, I don't remember. I remember liking that movie, but I don't really remember the specific scenes. Yeah. I just remember like Billy Crudup working on the house or something. Yeah. yeah. Billy Crudup's really hot in that movie, and that's all <laughs> you need to know. He has like really long hair and like a mustache, right? Mm-hmm. He's like shirtless all the time. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I need to watch this. Um. Yeah, that also has like kind of like a wayfish white boy in that movie, a la Asa Butterfield yeah. or like Timothy Chalamet, kind of in that vein. Mm-hmm, I would mm-hmm, put him in that mm-hmm. category. I forget what his name is. He plays Gilbert in the Netflix and with an E. Oh. Yeah. I just remember mostly um, Annette Benning. Mm-hmm. From that movie. Yeah. She's good in that. Yeah. I love her. She's great. She's great. We saw her one time. We did. And she was so cool. She was so cool. Yeah. She's like wearing a leather jacket. Yeah. We saw her at a Q&A for this movie called Back oh. when we could see Q&As in person. Yeah. Um for this movie called Hope Gap, which was not amazing, oh. but uh yeah. it was yeah, very cool cl- to see it's her. Kind of a, it's a short title but still clunky. <laughs> Hope <laughs> Gap. It's kind of it kind of reminds me of like from 30 I mean not not that much, but from 30 Rock where they have the the rural juror. Oh, rural juror. It's like almost unpronounceable. Yeah. The Rurger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. 30 Rock. What a time for 30 Rock this week. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of problematic shit in that show. Yeah. Just going to state that I do not think that they should pull episodes with blackface. I think that they should put a disclaimer at the beginning. Yeah. I think it's it's uh, not cool to just erase that from history mm-hmm. especially since every most it's mostly digital now you know there are still dvd box sets out there that are going to have those episodes but like if digital it's like not available and people are only watching on digital then there's just going to be no way to know that those things like really happened yeah so i don't know just think it's wrong my two cents um yeah but anyway back to the movie uh so <laughs> ethan hawk um you know, Asa Butterfield's so depressed. I think Julian Nicholson calls Ethan Hawke and is like, listen, we got to we gotta shake up this kid's life. We got to get him back <laughs> together. So Ethan Hawke comes to take him to the city. And he says well, he, yeah. the, the most Ethan Hawke line, I think. He says, I'm offering, ma- I'm offering you Manhattan, champ. Yeah. <laughs> Which just feels so Ethan Hawke to me. Because he loves New York. And he wants his kid to love New York. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. He like it's the greatest thing that he could possibly give him is the gift of New York City. <laughs> uh, what were you gonna say? Oh no, I just thought it was really creepy that he climbed through the window. <laughs> to, like he's back in town. Mm-hmm. Also, Butterfield doesn't know. Yeah, and he's in his room, sad. And then all of a sudden, his scary dad is climbing <laughs> through the window <laughs> to like. Have a have a touching moment before before your mom and sister know I'm here. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine, I guess, because I don't know. I probably would have called my dad a creep. <laughs> 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 that was it. That wasn't really that important, though. It was no, just, yeah. Uh, my two cents. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. That was that was that was. That was yeah. Weird. Yeah, especially <laughs> I think the thing that's really startling about that though is that mostly it would have been Teddy who was coming in through that window. You know, so like he's like grieving his friend and then all of a sudden someone who's someone comes through the window. Like mm-hmm. if you're still like processing that like and you kind of like expect it to be your dead friend coming mm-hmm. through the window, it's kind of rough. Yeah. And also like if you're just on the sidewalk, 
if you're on the sidewalk and you see like a young kid like climbing through a window you're like oh he's probably just up to some some shenanigans you see a grown ass <laughs> man climbing in through a window you're like uh you know no some something's going on mm-hmm. um yeah so when also butterfield moves to new york he Ethan Hawke gives him, like, the ground rule talk, but the rules are basically that there are no rules. Just, like, you know, <laughs> don't be, like, don't do anything dumb, yeah. basically. And also, he tells him that there's a gun in his... Yeah. Yeah. And it's named McQueen. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he has something else that's named something. Oh, the bong is named something. Yeah. I forget what it was, though. Anyway, Ethan Hawke likes to name his possessions. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait is that the because i wrote down the quote when he goes you want a little pack of lolo before you unpack <laughs> yeah no, no i don't think that was the oh, he actually the, named the bomb yeah the bomb was named something else i think it starts with a b but God. like like bernadette or something like that <laughs> oh i yeah i vaguely remember that yeah he's like sitting down with them yeah, hold on. I'm just going to confirm that it's Emily Mortimer in this movie, not Emily Watson, because I did write down Emily Watson 5 million. Oh, I alternated between <laughs> Emily Watson and Emily Mortimer. Uh, it is Emily Mortimer. What a mess. Um, they're both very talented Emilys, uh, but this one is Emily Mortimer. So What if they alternated? <laughs> they the same Every time I wrote yeah. down a different name, it was because it was a different actress yeah. playing that character. Like, they just got confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so they go to get sushi. Ethan Hawke, Asa Butterfield, Haley Steinfeld, and Emily Mortimer all go to get sushi. And it's like, what a classic thing to do to a character that's just found out they're pregnant. Like, put them in a sushi <laughs> restaurant, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's it's such like a, I don't know, it's such an obvious choice, but it always creates tension, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it's kind of just an awkward dinner. Yeah. Yeah. She's really freaking out about being pregnant with uh, Asa Butterfield's dead best friend's baby. Yeah. Uh, and he he mentions that he had been looking for, or he wanted to look for Teddy's brother. Yeah. Um, And she has the address in her purse and just hands it to him. And everyone's in front kinda, of everyone. Yeah. yeah, in front of everyone. They're all like, why do you have this? That's weird. Yeah. And then uh, she storms off, right? Yeah, she goes to the bathroom and she's like gonna do cocaine, but then I think she doesn't. Yeah, that was tense. Yeah. Yeah, so then the next day, I think Asa Butterfield does go to see Teddy's brother, who's Johnny, played by Emile Hirsch. Mm-hmm. And um, from Speed Racer. From Speed Racer, amongst <laughs> other things. <laughs> Into the Wild. <laughs> Um, I haven't seen that movie. You haven't seen Into the Wild? No. What? Wow. Oh, am I like missing a big thing? I think you are. Yeah, okay. For me, that felt like a really big, like kind of like cultural moment of um, independent film from the or, like mid two thousands. You know, like when I think of like it's kind of like <laughs> Brokeback Mountain, uh, yes. Into the Wild. Like it's kind <laughs> of like a time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. I'm kind of familiar with the story, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, it's good. A good Kristen Stewart cameo in that oh. movie. It's not even a cameo. It's like a supporting role. Is she playing she's, a vampire? No, she's not. <laughs> uh, she's playing a, 
a girl that lives in like a hippie trailer park that um does she, uh, she sings a song about him i think but how do you know that she's not playing a vampire oh uh, that's like, true maybe she's just a secret vampire in all of her roles <laughs> what like in zathura she's a vampire <laughs> I don't know what that is. You know, is is like <gasps> space Jumanji. Yeah, oh, with Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, Josh Hutcherson is in it. He's a little baby. Um, Dax Shepard is in it as an astronaut. Who is? Yeah. <laughs> with all due respect to Dax Shepard, <laughs> I just don't see him as an astronaut. <laughs> I think he's pretty. He he. I remember him like making sense in that movie actually. Mm-hmm. And also, this was, like, before I had a real concept of who Dax Shepard was. So maybe that's mm-hmm. uh, part of why I was able to accept it. Um, and also part of, like, there's more to, like, who that character is that makes it work. And I don't want to spoil it for you. This movie uh, from 15 years ago. But I haven't seen, <laughs> but I guess I'll have to watch it. Yeah, we'll yeah. do a double feature of Into the Wild and Zathura. Mm-hmm. Oh Just, like, God. Kristen Stewart's greatest roles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Ethan Hawke gives Asa Butterfield like a really Ethan Hawke tour of New York. Yes. You know, he's like, look, here's the album cover of whatever. And uh, Abby That's Hoffman awesome. lived over there. And, you know, it's just real. It really reminded me a lot of uh, Chelsea on the Rocks. Mm. You know, that kind of vibe of Ethan Hawke being himself living in New York and like just loving the history. Yeah, my favorite line from this uh tour that he's giving is he says i'll tell you everything you need to know about this lovely little hamlet right hamlet Hamlet. and he played hamlet and earlier too he like quoted hamlet oh Oh, what did he say i forget i didn't write it down (laughs) because when he said hamlet later i was like wait a second (laughs) but i think in the beginning maybe not in the beginning Mm. am i making this up now I don't know. No, this sounds possible. I mean, it's very no. plausible that he would just do that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like he quoted... Maybe it was in the beginning. Or maybe I'm writing my own movie. You should no, I think it was in the beginning, though. And because I made it a point to be like, wow, he really loves Hamlet. <laughs> in my <laughs> note. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, anyway. you should you should write a movie for Ethan Hawke. That would be oh, no. so good. I would. Wow, would it? Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> I would love to know like what you would do for him. That maybe that's how we should end the show. Is like we bring everyone back to like pitch ideas for an Ethan Hawke movie. Mm, that's fun. That'd be so good. Yeah. That'd okay. Fun, yeah. Keep that in the old in the old <laughs> vault. Yeah. Would just be like kind of like voicemail style or something. Yeah yeah that's cool yeah it's a good idea thank you but will the show ever really end though the show won't end but you know we're gonna catch up and there's gonna be like months of no Mm -hmm. content you know for (laughs) the rest of time you know so crazy yeah and then we'll just kind of pick up whenever ethan hawk has a new project come out yeah he'll he'll do the interview circuit and we'll be his first stop yeah yeah we'll interview him every single time Mm -hmm. he's doing Mm -hmm. any kind of press that would be great. I would love to just be like Ethan Hawke's personal press. <laughs> Ethan, the Ethan Hawke Daily. Mm-hmm. Except for it'll be like the Ethan Hawke like, Quarterly. Mm-hmm. That's better. I like the Ethan Hawke Quarterly. I don't want to commit yeah. to daily Ethan Hawke news. Yeah. 
I love the man, but also like who has that much going on on a daily basis? I mean, I do follow the Ethan Hawke Google notification, so I get email like an email roundup every day of what's going on with Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. There's usually something. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just like what does Ethan Hawke's Ethan Hawke's horoscope say? But you know, <laughs> <laughs> but there's usually something. So funny. That's valuable. Yeah. So. Um, after this tour, Austin Butterfield does go to see Emil Hirsch and he's in his apartment. And at first you're like, you know, there's some tension. I think he's worried that he's going to like blame him for Teddy's death. Yeah. But then he just hugs him and he's like, it's like a little piece of Teddy just walked into my house. Yeah. Cause it nice. was weird. It was weird too, because at the funeral, they cut to showing Emil Hirsch mm-hmm. sitting in the front and he turns around and looks at Austin Butterfield like, yeah. And then that was it. And I really didn't understand. So, yeah, when he was being all sweet, I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. His character was always a little weird. I think a lot of the characters were a little bit not totally pinned down. Yeah. Like, I feel like Austin Butterfield was fairly consistent, but I think that's because he just, one, he was the main character, and two, he kind of just didn't have that much going on. Yeah, he's he's kind of like an observer, like a Nick from great gatsby mm-hmm. and like kind of like i'm i'm kind of living in this but i'm more observing it than i am acting in it yeah you know and i think the parents yeah. are pretty consistent but like the like Haley seinfeld i felt as well like her character was a little bit a little all over floppy the place. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like i didn't really get a good sense of like who she was you know mm-hmm. like she had a lot of personality but it was different things each time you know yeah speaking yeah, of oh yeah go yeah i know what you say <laughs> oh, go. no i was just gonna say that he's <laughs> that the um the the whole thing centers on the uh straight edge yes hardcore scene that um what's his name emil hirsch johnny yeah, johnny yeah that he's part of um oh my <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, obviously, Asa Butterfield is doing some drugs and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they're kind of. Yeah, there's kind of a big turning point in this movie for Asa Butterfield and Haley Steinfeld's characters. Um, when they go to see Emil Hirsch's show at like CBGB or something, but it doesn't really look like it on the inside. It just looks like it on the outside. Um, and he trips on shrooms and and like passes out and he's you know like kind of in and out of it um and Haley Steinfeld is freaking out because she's like I can't have another person you know die from Mm -hmm. drugs Mm -hmm. like because of me or around me um so then Emil Hirsch and Haley Steinfeld get him on the train and they take him to like a Hare Krishna temple Mm -hmm. um and he wakes up and he's like oh my god am I dead because there's like a lot going on (laughs) (laughs) and um and so Asa Butterfield and Haley Steinfeld are like both like really freaking out. Yeah. And uh, uh, Emile Hirsch is like, you know, you got to like stop doing drugs like this is, you know, and they both agree. They're like, yeah, no, this is like too much. We need to stop doing everything. We're going to be like turn straight edge and Hare Krishna like you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, he says he says that this like bad trip basically after this bad trip, he's like, he has to go. He has to stop. And then she says she has to stop. 
and she says and then he's like oh but you didn't do anything last night and she's like yeah it's because i'm pregnant yeah that's when she reveals it Mm -hmm. so yeah so then they end up kind of like hatching this whole scheme where she's going to keep the baby because she knows that her mom would make her have an abortion if her mom found out that she was pregnant Mm -hmm. so she wants to stay pregnant and they're gonna like help her through it and not tell any adults about it uh which is always a great idea (laughs) yeah especially when you live with your parent yeah yeah um yep yeah i always wonder about like how i don't know i can't imagine if i was a teenager in the this the i lived in like a kind of like a a tight two-bedroom apartment with my parents when i was in high school and i can't imagine a scenario in which i could have been pregnant for like you know could have gotten to the point where i was visibly pregnant and hidden it Mm -hmm. i don't know how Mm -hmm. that would be possible like Mm -mm. you know because i i feel like this happens in movies like fairly often yeah you know like Mm -hmm. saved i think is a big one where she gets like she's like almost about to have the baby before her mom realizes she's pregnant yeah (laughs) and this one too she's like very noticeably pregnant uh by the time it becomes like a big issue um so yeah i don't know i just don't know how yeah yeah i mean i think it's uh you know willfully ignorant or like parents Mm -hmm. really but it's a bummer i don't know anyway yeah so then they've been out all night after this because you know also about our fields recovering from this trip and they're all kind of talking about how they're going to like start this new life together, the three of them and they're out all night. And then, uh, Emily Mortimer calls because she heard that Haley Steinfeld never came home and Julianne Nicholson calls because she wants to talk to Asa Butterfield. Um, and then Ethan Hawke ends up like storming into the apartment being like, we need to have a talk about the ground rules again. Yeah. Yeah, because that was one of his, like, only rules was, please, if you go out, come home. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what time, but come home, which is, like, what? Yeah, I don't know that it was so much about Asa Butterfield not coming home as it was about Haley Steinfeld not making it home because it, like, impacted his relationship with Emily Mortimer. Mm-hmm. Um, True. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Ethan Hawke and Asa Butterfield are sitting down to a nice vegan breakfast. Yeah, they say the word vegan a lot. <laughs> yeah, vegans a lot. <laughs> I thought that was really funny later in the movie when um, Emily Mortimer has never like heard the word vegan before, and she keeps like, she keeps calling it vegan. Vegan. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah. So Ethan Hawke's like kind of asking Asa Butterfield like what was going on with the three of them, and he's like, "Hey, listen, no judgment. I met your mom at an orgy." you know um, now that i think about it they why they maybe they weren't vegan before or something i was thinking about the sushi restaurant i think the teens weren't vegan before mm. i think ethan hawk was always vegan though mm. actually or vegetarian at least mm-hmm. yeah we just got some veggie rolls i guess so or maybe he doesn't count fish. Maybe he's maybe. a vegetarian that doesn't count fish. Yeah, I mean, pescatarian. That's pescatarian, yeah, yeah, that's a thing. But if you were vegan, you would need fish. You wouldn't call yourself a vegan and also yeah. eat fish. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyway. 
Well, so they keep the pregnancy a secret for like several months. And then um, one day Haley Steinfeld, she's like in class and she realizes that she's bleeding and she gets up and she ends up going to the hospital. And because Emil Hirsch doesn't have a phone at his place, also Butterfield is the one that ends up going to her and he brings Ethan Hawke with him because, you know, he's kind of out of his depth. Yeah. And there's a scene where she's like going into this clinic and then yeah that's earlier on yeah 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 i guess that is earlier she, she's going into the clinic and then she like has her bag with her and then the guy at the the security guard there is like oh you have to leave your bag here or whatever we have to check it or mm-hmm. something and then she goes and leaves basically yeah because presumably there's some some something in there i don't know mm-hmm well, I don't even know if it was that. I think it just it was just enough to make her think about what she was doing. Mm. You know, I think it's like a, it's just one obstacle before like she was, you know, it's, I think it took a lot for her to go in there. Mm-hmm. But then well, there's a protest happening out on the corner. Really? I wonder what for. Sorry, I just didn't notice this until right now. Huh. Kind of a small group. Well, it is a small group. but They're holding signs. They seem yeah. very spirited. Yeah, there's like six or seven of them. They're standing outside the church. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Well, we could go check it out later. Yeah. Um. Anyway, apologies. Um. Yeah, so I think it was just like one more. Like, she really had to like steal herself to go in in the first place. And then mm-hmm. when she's stopped by even just one small thing, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm just not going to do this. Um, yeah, which it kind of reminded me of, we recently watched, uh, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. Yeah, that's what I thought of too. Yeah, which, um, is a kind of recent movie about a teenager seeking an abortion. And, uh, there, she has to go to several abortion, uh, Planned Parenthood facilities in order to finally get the abortion. And, um, she... And they have this like big suitcase with them because they had to go to for to a different state to get it done. And so every time they have to like lug their big suitcase up to get it searched. Yeah, uh, like I say, like I, that wasn't something because I know that you know that isn't something I would have even thought about before. Like the fact that you would have to have like you know pretty pretty serious security at like a Planned Parenthood because mm-hmm. there's lots of crazies out there. Yeah, I've been to one in Santa Monica though, and there wasn't like, uh, yeah. that amount of yeah yeah probably just depends on yeah where it is depends on stuff. where you are and like yeah. what you do there also you yeah. know that's true yeah yeah if it's maybe just like a like checkup type place mm-hmm. versus a place where like abortions Abortion. are done versus yeah. a place where like late-term abortions are mm-hmm. done you know mm-hmm. different levels of uh, true yeah but yeah there's just the, the security guard and like the bag and everything that just made me think of that mm-hmm. so yeah so after all of the the stuff about the pregnancy comes out. Oh yeah, Emily Mortimer gets a bill from the hospital and that's how she finds out about the pregnancy. Yeah. And so after that, there's like a really weird dinner scene with yes. Ethan Hawke, Emile Hirsch, Asa Butterfield, Haley Steinfeld, and Emily Mortimer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's at Emily Mortimer's like really nice New York yeah, house. Yeah, her beautiful New York house. Um, and... By the end of it, Emile Hirsch is like proposing to Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. And um and Emily Mortimer's like, Nope, 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 that's just over. Dinner's over. Go. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause was it before this dinner or after when he was like going on his whole thing about how he should father his brother's child because 
that's how it should be. And that's just fucking creepy because he's older. Yeah. And it feels predatory. It does. I don't think think that's what he, like, meant. Yeah. But, ugh. And I love Emile Hirsch, but I was like, ugh. (laughs) Yeah, it was off-putting for sure. Yeah, it was really weird the way that he was, I don't know, yeah, like, trying to like so firmly like implant himself in her life from the very beginning you know he's like he's like maybe we should just be together like after they'd known each other for like a couple hours basically you know that's the other thing is that people (laughs) just don't need to know each other that long in this movie to form really deep emotional connections with them (laughs) because she Mm -hmm. she had the same thing with with teddy before he died and Mm -hmm. she was like we said she was there for like she knew him for like six hours or something yeah he wasn't even related to her in any way he was just a friend of of her her. like kind of stepdad's son yeah yeah Yeah. um it's crazy it is crazy (laughs) so yeah i think that's i think that's one of the most like kind of because she feels like this almost like it's weird she has like this obligation to like have this kid because it's like part of him yeah i mean so it's like a she i mean that's like her big internal conflict is that she wants to have this baby but she doesn't want it to um kind of become a substitute for teddy in anyone else's lives you know for asa butterfield or for emil hirsch or for later we find out that there's like a grandfather that could take the baby in and she doesn't really want this baby to just be like a second chance Mm -hmm. you know or just to be like a teddy replacement she wants it to like be uh you know a human with its own life right and that's but she's still you know receiving all of this support from people in teddy's life because it's teddy's baby right. and that's like a big source of conflict for her yeah that's like kind of almost it's like not really explicit until the end of the movie when it's like too explicitly mm-hmm. stated you know what i mean like it's like <laughs> I'm I'm explaining all of these things to you while I'm emotional <laughs> is how that comes out, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Haley Steinfeld and Emil Hirsch have a Hare Krishna wedding. That's not like a legal wedding because she's young and she can't get you know yeah, consent from her yet. mother. Um, but it's a you know spiritual wedding, and the band <laughs> Emil Hirsch's band. Uh, plus Asa Butterfield and Haley Steinfeld go to Julianne Nicholson's house in Vermont. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of Ethan Hawke's compromise so that he can help Haley Steinfeld, but also keep her from like going on the road with the band. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she ends up just living with Julianne Nicholson while the band goes on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rooster doesn't want to go. Who Rooster is a member of the band. And we find out it's kind of suggested that he and Emil Hirsch had been dating. Yeah. Which was not clear at all until like really late in the game. Yeah. Yeah. They I don't think they like looked at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Even at the end where it's like kind of like wrapping everything up and you see everyone settled into their final lives, you yeah. know, resolving their issues. Like they're together, but they don't really look like they're together. Yeah. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. There is a kind of, there's like a slight, like, you know, 
no homo energy <laughs> to like the yeah. way they interact with each other yeah and i wonder yeah. if that's because they're abstinent because they're straight edge oh maybe that could so be. so i think maybe they're like romantically involved but don't have sex mm-hmm. i don't that's know true. that could be it um so yes then uh, um they yeah so the the band goes on tour um and they're supposed to when they're done they're supposed to come back to vermont and just keep living with julianne nicholson but um emile hirsch needs to go back to new york so he could see rooster mm-hmm. <laughs> um and uh and then he goes there and he doesn't talk to Haley steinfeld who he's supposed to be like parenting this baby with he doesn't yeah. talk to her for a while so then she and Asa butterfield go on a trip to new york to um to seek him out and have a confrontation um which they end up doing at ethan hawk's apartment which is right by where there's like a big protest about housing going on right and this we should mention that this is set in the like late 80s 80s, late 80s so like imagine like rent is happening Mm -hmm. and it's like the same area too where rent is happening it's like the you know the alphabet yeah yeah because there's there's a little bit of like discussion about like aids and stuff like that yes aids mm-hmm. comes up and then there's like everyone's like squatting in these apartments mm-hmm. which is yeah you know ranty true <laughs> um so yeah so ethan hawk arranges for emil hirsch to come and talk to the teens about their <laughs> whole situation um and it turns out that emil hirsch has been trying to arrange for teddy's dad who had abandoned him um teddy's dad and his new wife to adopt the baby because they had been thinking about adoption and also he felt bad about what happened with teddy mm-hmm. um but then eliza gets really upset about this because she doesn't want the baby to you know be a teddy replacement like i said and she ends up leaving and she ends up in the middle of the protest which really stressed me out i thought so much yep. so much that she was gonna get like trampled and the baby was yep. gonna get killed or something yeah mm-hmm. but it was fine um also butterfield goes after her finds her and then she wakes up in the hospital and this is where i thought that they cut about five to ten minutes out of this movie mm-hmm. because there's no like there's nothing with her like passing out in the street so she needs to get to the hospital or there's nothing with her water breaking you know or going into labor those are the kinds of things that i would expect to see between the protest and her waking up in the hospital um but none of those things happen she just wakes up um and she says she closed her eyes the whole time while she was having the baby and Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to hold it because it's too easy to fall in love so now we know she's going to give it up for adoption right Mm -hmm. um but she says she wants asa butterfield to hold the baby um and then he does and then he does and he holds that baby like someone who has never held a baby in his life yep <laughs> he was like that. throwing the baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, like, yeah. He was like so crazy. Like, really, like... Yeah, really aggressively. <laughs> yeah. And yep. uh it was wild. Mm-hmm. Ethan Hawk watched from outside the room, like crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kinda like in, in Juno, um, when uh Alice and Janney is watching Jennifer Garner hold the baby for the first time. Uh, love that movie. It's a good movie. It's such a good movie. I'm gonna rewatch it after this. Um <laughs> And yeah, and then Emil Hirsch finally releases uh, Avenjogia's ashes into the river. Yeah, 
um, because he had been holding on to them. And Rooster had made some comment earlier, like, you know, nobody can be free or something, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that yeah. in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And then it ends with Austin Butterfield narrating, and we see what we assume is like the kid at like 10 years old you know he's mm-hmm. like playing in a playground and he looks vaguely like the two of them yeah yeah so that's kind of it that's the movie yeah yep that's where i wrote did i miss part of this movie lol <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i think there's a lot of stuff got cut <laughs> yeah it's a lot yeah of, i think you're right the place yeah so now should i read the book is the question yeah um the ebook and the audiobook are both on hoopla if you want to do that for free oh yeah hoopla digital everyone mm. get a library card mm-hmm. use hoopla mm-hmm. for free books yeah it's yeah. good stuff i haven't used it before but yeah i use it a lot because i like to listen to audiobooks but i don't like to pay for them yeah i <laughs> I, I don't I have, I've never listened to an audiobook before, so I don't really know. Yeah, it's a pretty limited selection on there, but like sometimes you'll find you'll find a gem, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like, like the audiobook one. for Ten Thousand Saints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I wrote I wrote this movie down as Ten Million Angels. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> also, uh, what uh, Nick, what were you watching this on? Like, did you did you use? Because we use like Crackle. Yeah, because it was free with ads on Crackle. Oh, I found it on YouTube. Oh, nice. For free. And it bugged me a little bit because they cut out all the cussing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it was funny. like listening to a radio edit, but um, it was fine. Yeah. That's funny. Nice. Yeah, because yeah. the, 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 they like edited these ads in like a really... Yeah, like Aggressive like a, way. it was like two seconds before the scene would have cut. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. it was, yeah, um, what's there's someone else that does that really? So voodoo, maybe no, or voodoo or Tubi. One of them has like a really similar. Yeah, well, the, 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 so the thing with some of them that we've seen, like where they they'll just drop in ads at like random spots. Mm-hmm. Like it'll just be you'll have no idea when it's gonna come. But in this one, they clearly thought about it, but they did it in such a weird way because it was like. Because, yeah, it's like you said, like, right after someone finishes what they're saying, then the ad starts, like, mm-hmm. immediately. And then it comes back. And you didn't notice this a lot because we would get up during, like, every ad to go do something. <laughs> uh-huh. But and then I'd always, or, you know, Jonathan would at least, and then I'd come back first and I'd pause it so that he could finish doing whatever he was doing. And then, um, but when the, the ad ends, it's like it finishes up that scene. So, like, the last couple yeah, seconds yeah, it comes funny. after the ad. Mm. Yeah. I hate I hate that. Yeah. I think really the a first world problem, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the movie where we experienced that really aggressively before was um Joe the King, which mm-hmm. I think was on Voodoo. Mm-hmm. Those ads were placed horribly. Curse them and their free services. <laughs> yeah, how dare they? <laughs> um, but I mean, to be fair, like when you watch TV, mm-hmm. it's very it's very thought out. Like yeah. they always they always try to choose a good spot for the commercials mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's different though sometimes with older shows that are in syndication because I think the like the rate of commercials or like the length of commercials has changed mm. um, since you know like older shows maybe like the 80s or something didn't have as many commercials or as, as long commercial mm-hmm. breaks so now it kind of does need to be edited a little bit differently mm-hmm. to accommodate like how commercials are now that's interesting if they're on in syndication yep I watch a lot of TV. <laughs> um 
so yeah, I one second I pulled up the reviews on my computer like a dingus um, instead of my phone. But yeah, so there's a review from the New York Times by Neil Genslinger, um, and he said. If you're one of those people who romanticized the East Village in New York when it was at its grungiest, 10,000 Sades might be the movie of your dreams. Even if you're not, it's still a very fine film full of quietly impressive performances and young characters who register as authentic. Hmm. Which, fine, is a really good description yeah. of that. <laughs> well, I think when they say fine, I know. it's like good. Good, I yeah. know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, like I think everyone did like a pretty solid job of acting in it, but I just don't think they had like the best yeah, material to yeah. work with, unfortunately. Um, and then also from IndieWire, there's a review by our Katie Walsh. Yes, our friends at IndieWire. Um, and there was something about Ethan Hawke in here that I wanted to say. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, there's a little bit about Ethan Hawke. Um, it says, Ethan Hawke is fantastic as the buffoonish stoner dad who remains staunchly reliable nonetheless. After Boyhood, you would think we might be sick of Hawke as the cool dad, but he gives a completely unique and distinct performance as Les. He's legitimately funny, caring, and thoughtful despite his instincts towards chaos. Which I think is fair. Ethan Hawke does a great job once again. (laughs) That's true because at the beginning of the movie too, you're like, oh God, this guy's going to be a wreck. And then like the whole second half, he's not. And I mean, a little bit, but like for the most part, he's there for everyone and wants what's best for everyone. So I was like, what? You really got me. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's just like not cut out for like a traditional family, you know, (laughs) set up. And he did better when he was kind of being the sometimes dad to another child, you know, and then later mm-hmm. when he was like the kind of loose dad to his actual child when he came to stay with him, you know what I mean? True. So, yeah, just suited yeah. him better. Um, yeah, Jonathan, do you have something you'd like to share with us? Sure. So. Oh, it's time for a hawk fact. Nicole, would you like to do a hawk noise? Uh, yeah, but I remember I looked up what it actually sounds like, and I still don't remember, so I'm going to do what we always do and do the... <laughs> Beautiful. I loved it. Thank you. Um, so this movie is called Ten Million Angels. <laughs> <laughs> sure isn't. <laughs> and so I was wondering if there have ever been uh, Ten Million Hawks uh in one place at one time you mean ten thousand or <laughs> 10, 10 million 10,000 yeah okay um and so i've talked a bit about this before but it's generally uh, well known that like hawks and other sort of birds of prey are known for being relatively solitary they hunt and they um you know mm-hmm take care of their young if they have them and stuff like that so they're, they're not like they're not group birds like you know seagulls or anything like that they're, they f- they do things by themselves but sometimes they do form large flocks um it's because they're usually taking advantage of rising thermal air currents and you may see dozens and during migration up to thousands soaring together uh the when they're swirling they're called kettles hmm. um but 
the thing is is that like you know when you see when you see like birds migrating sometimes you see them like flying in a very like structured v pattern mm -hmm. or something like that this is not like that this is they're basically all doing their own thing just in a group interesting so they're all they're all flying basically randomly there's no kind of synchronization to it mm -hmm. they're just kind of swirling basically and this is in groups of ten thousand. Specifically, I don't think it's <laughs> usually that many. Oh, okay. It's probably it's like, a lot. It's, it's a just group. a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, ten thousand would be a lot. <laughs> like, what's it's, like an average number? Would you say this happens it, in? It, I think it's it says uh, dozens, hundreds, or thousands. Oh. So it can be, but I don't think it's. It's probably. It seems like it's on the. If it's thousands, it's on the lower. Yeah. End. It's not ten thousand. Yeah. Or ten million. But a thousand. That's still hawks. a lot of hawks. It's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know for sure. <laughs> do you have a for photo sure. of Flying this? overhead in a circle. Um, I do, but it's kind of not. It's just of of the aerial, so it's not as. Uh, oh. <laughs> you don't get really like the context of how many. Spin that around for Nicole. Yeah. Oh. A bit of a glare there. Can you see it? It's a little fuzz, but I kind of see it. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah, so, um, and sometimes they call a group of, uh, a flock of uh, any sort of birds of prey, they sometimes call it a kettle. Mm. But it specifically refers to when they, uh, when they group together like that. And the types of hawks that would do this would be Cooper's hawks, sharp-shinned hawks, and sparrow hawks. Are Cooper's hawks, are those the ones that stack too? I think so, yeah. Nicole, Jonathan had a crazy fact recently about hawks <laughs> that sometimes they'll stack on top of each other. Cooper's hawks specifically will stack on top of each other and like fly stacked. Well, they don't. What? They don't fly. They oh, just, they don't. They just stand they there. Just stand oh. there. Okay, sorry. They just stand there stacked. But it's but still, still it's okay. weird. It's still bizarre, yeah. Yeah, I wonder why. Did it say why? Or just that's it's, just how they, they are. Really, they don't exactly know why it yeah, was, Har it was guess, harris yeah oh harris hawks cooper harris yeah okay um yeah right because you talked about it when we were talking about ed harris yeah, yeah, yeah i remember now um yeah so that's that's kind of it cool Kettling. what uh what was your source there oh yes that was uh allaboutbirds.org and the spruce very nice Two reputable sources. Love them. I like the spruce. Do you ever go on the spruce? Not really. They give you advice on like how to clean your house and stuff. <laughs> it's a very sensible website. Mm -hmm. They're also a sponsor on the show, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the spruce, we love you. Uh, please sponsor us. Um, okay. Well, do we have any final thoughts about this movie or anything related to it? Or just something we want to share? <laughs> Um, well, I got a couple more reviews from Letterboxd that I just felt like really resonated with me and oh, I had a nice. screenshot. <laughs> um, and this is, yeah, I have like four, but they're short, don't worry. <laughs> so the first one, two and a half stars, I love New York. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the second one, two and a half stars, Asa Butterfield's hair in the first half ruined it for me and the second half is just a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> The next one, two stars. If I never hear the word straight edge again in my life, it's it would still be too soon. <laughs> and then the final one, 
this didn't have a star rating, but it's watch this after reading the book. Like, why did they make this movie? Out of all the books ever, why this one? <laughs> That's <laughs> but, funny. Uh, I yeah, I did read in one of the reviews of this movie that it was the um, one of the directors. It was a married couple directed this movie, and the oh. wife had read the book, and she was like very interested in turning it into a movie. And that's mm. why they pursued it. That's Ooh, fun. Married yeah. couple director team. Yeah, cool. uh, I'm gonna pull up their names just so that I can give them credit for making this film. Um, it is, oh no, oh no, come on Google, <laughs> come on Google, all right, 10, I had it pulled up, but then sometimes when you're in a Google search and not like on a Google page, it's, um, well, no, I don't want Google Assistant. Here are some results. <laughs> 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 oh my god. <laughs> Jonathan's gonna find it on his laptop faster than I can pull it up on my phone. <laughs> Goddamn mess. Okay, the directors are Robert Pulsini and Sherry Springer Berman. And I think they also directed um a movie called Na- The Nanny Diaries with Scarlett Johansson. I don't know if you've seen that. Um they also did American Splendor, which I've never seen, but I've heard is good. Hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. So, cool, fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love seeing Ethan Hawke as a cool dad. I feel like he wasn't, he was, it was like, he was really supporting in this movie. You know, I feel like sometimes he's like, I don't know. I kind of thought that he would be a bigger part of this movie based on the trailer. Mm-hmm. But he was like in a real supporting role. And I think that it was fun. I think oh, he did supporting a good job. like the performance was yeah. supporting okay yeah what do you think i meant i thought you were talking about like him as the father oh no yeah <laughs> and i was like uh sort of no no, no. <laughs> it's a parting role sorry yeah that's funny yeah okay um i've been harper and you can find me on the internet at harping about on instagram and twitter and letterboxd and um something i've been enjoying outside of ethan hawk this week is i watched I watched a lot of things this week. I watched Roswell, New Mexico season two on Netflix. It came out on Netflix like on Tuesday and I watched the whole thing and uh, <laughs> it was really good. There's something just like truly shocking for a CW show that happens about halfway through this season. And I was like, good job, CW. Like, look at you go. I'm so proud. Wow. So, yeah, I really... Uh, yeah, Roswell season two would wreck. I mean, Roswell New Mexico. Sorry, it's been the the reboot Roswell New Mexico. Um, yeah. So Jonathan, where nice. can the people find you? What have you been enjoying? Okay, uh, I'm Jonathan. You can find me on IG and Letterboxd at John Zavaletta, where I don't really do that much. But um, thing I've been enjoying. Uh, um, what have I been enjoying? Do you know? Have I enjoyed anything? Mm, you're still enjoying avatar <laughs> yes i am still enjoying avatar um no i feel like there's got to be something else we've watched. we watched tangled this week mm-hmm. i'd seen it before yeah you'd seen it before um we watched you like amazing grace i don't think we talked about that you watched yeah, that, that i cool. fell asleep yeah. immediately because i just wanted something to listen to while i fell asleep but um you watched yeah. you stayed awake yeah, yeah 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 that was cool yeah 
It was the Aretha Franklin. It was like a co- basically a concert documentary mm-hmm. of her. Like it was like a live album recording. Yeah, like for a gospel choir type thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, Nicole, where can the people find you, and what have you been enjoying? And do you have anything else to plug? Um, you can find me on all the interwebs with some sort of variation of NM Wanaki. Um, I've been enjoying little search party that I've been just like binging in the last day Mm -hmm. um and oh my goodness they've been showing reruns of the show Las Vegas on E (laughs) from 2003 with young Josh Dumal and it's been amazing (laughs) because they all have flip phones Mm -hmm. and the technology was like so future and they're like so badass and it's just wow it's been a trip. <laughs> yeah, who? Um, he's like the son-in-law of the guy that owns the casino or something, right? Is that the? Yeah. Well, that I think is more towards. <sighs> it's kind of weird because I feel like I watched the whole series when it was happening uh-huh. <laughs> when I was like ten. <laughs> um, but I really didn't remember. They kind of keep it open that he like kind of has a thing with the daughter, mm. but then he kind of has a thing with other people. Mm-hmm. but then i think at the end they like are together forever like you know mm-hmm. end goal mm-hmm. um but then at the end james Conn also isn't in it anymore huh and maybe i didn't watch the whole series <laughs> yeah so. yeah i remember that show i really vividly remember that show being on i didn't watch it like weekly when it was on but i definitely st- like it was on before or after something I would watch on TNT later because it was in syndication on TNT for a long time. And so I just like end up watching the end of like several episodes of Las Vegas, you know, like within the course <laughs> of a week. I don't know. I watched a lot of it weirdly. Yeah. We'll see. That's the thing that usually wasn't like a show for child Nicole to be like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> but we had just gone on like a big family vacation to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I've been there. <laughs> um, but it really makes you wonder, like, how much of this crazy security stuff actually happens mm-hmm. to casinos. Yeah. You're like, I know they have a lot of money, so maybe they are big targets. But at the same time, what? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Something to think about. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Well, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us to talk about 10,000 Saints, among other things. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, stick around so we can take a selfie with you, and uh, good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.